If you actually go look at some of the top tier packages that people offer though, what do they include? A group session, a one-on-one call or something like that. And so we just took that part off and we said, hey, why don't you just go live all the time? And that's the perk. Our goal ultimately is to be sort of like the Patreon for your live content. And instead of being on the hook to have to write custom posts, make custom videos, et cetera, you just get to come to this one event on Fridays and hang out with me and we chat and we talk. I'm Jesse Clemens, and this is Creator Kit, where each week we shine the spotlight on awesome new tools and services for the creator economy and unpack how they might help you grow your creator business faster. Creator Kit is presented by Highbeam. Highbeam solves message overload for creators by organizing and prioritizing DMs and comments in one unified workspace, so you never miss an important message again. You can find us at highbeamapp.com. On this episode of Creator Kit, we talk to Gregarious Narain. He's a serial entrepreneur, co-host of a weekly show called The Created Economy, and the founder of Zealous, a live streaming platform that lets creators stream with their fans. In today's episode, we talk about live streaming monetization, crypto for creators, and much, much more. Let's get to it. Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, Super excited to chat today. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for having me. We're uh, really, really excited to hear about Zealous. And I know you're working on a few products that are are probably pretty interesting to the audience. Before we get into Zealous, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, The the audience would love to hear about your background. Uh, There's there's a very long list of things we can cover, everything from tech stars to your entry into the creator economy space. And of course, the most recent work with with Zealous and then, um, you know, some of the dabbling, uh, on the crypto side that, uh, that we can talk about as well. Where do you want to start? (laughs) Well, I, I guess I probably define myself as an entrepreneur, been an entrepreneur my whole life. Um, I've worked specifically though on social tools of one form or another, probably since 2003 or four. Um, that was when I started as a creator, I guess myself, I started blogging in 2003. I was a podcaster in 2004 or five era mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of years. Um, I've been a live streamer for several years as well. My live streaming has been around the startup space and on founders and, and whatnot as well. I've been involved act pretty actively in sort of creator tools in the creator ecosystem. Back then it was called influencers. Mm-hmm. I was like the first employee, sort of kind of like a it was me and the two founders at Clout. So it was kind of like the unofficial founder, I guess, right? Ran product. Clout was the official and the first uh, company to try to score and rank online influence. We had a Clout score. We syndicated it to lots of places. It was used for all kinds of things. That was Clout with a K, right? Yeah, with a K. That's right. I did leave um, Clout probably about a year, year and a half or so into their journey to start my, my last company, Shoot, which was a user-generated content platform. We sold to the Fortune 500 as well, largely helping brands uh, work with fans and creators to leverage user-generated content. We went through YC, raised uh, a bunch of money, and then the company got acquired in 2018. Actually, the idea for even my current company was something that I wanted Shoot to be. I wanted to create a CRM for your followers uh, because... Mm-hmm. One of the things that I observed from the brand side first, but now I think more from the creator side was just that often engagements with our audience seem to start fresh and new every time, as opposed to sort of being part of like an ongoing dialogue. And this is especially Mm -hmm. true in the brand side, because 
uh, they tend to have marketing agencies and whatnot activating around like some kind of campaign or execution. And so there wasn't a lot of continuity, even though we were helping them engage with 10, 20, 50,000 bands out there per campaign or engagement, there wasn't continuity across those campaigns. And so that's when I sort of started to see and realize that, hey, they don't know all of their fans. Like they, you right. know, there's a count, there's a number there, but they don't know them particularly well, right? Right. So that was sort of the genesis of of what is now called Zealous. Uh, it, it's had many iterations and names in the in the past several years, but we're now here. So, um, you know, and I do consult with a lot of other creator economy companies. Over the last year or so, I was running head of product for a company called Creator Cash. Cool. Launched the first banking platform for creators. Uh, we also do cash advances and whatnot um, based on your future earnings. Been very involved in the creator ecosystem for um, probably since we started tracking and measuring it. Were there any insights from being a creator? What kind of stuff have you brought with you into the development of, of the current iteration of Zealous? There's a few things that there's some truisms that seem obvious, you know, when you're uh, an entrepreneur trying to build something for creators, everyone sort of rushes in with the assumption that everyone wants to monetize and, and people rush in with the assumption that they just need better tools or something like that. I think yeah. um, the, the workflow of a creator is a very complex sort of being. And I think a lot of people underestimate um, how much work it takes and effort it takes to do that. On that monetization side, I've also found that not everyone is in it for the money and, and probably more people than you realize. I think now these days, you know, increasingly we see people are interested in monetizing because I think they'd like for it to be their career. If you look back, it, people didn't think you could be a YouTuber. Like they, that wasn't a job. 10 years ago, no one thought that. Maybe five years ago, you started to see some inklings of it. And now today, it, it seems like a normative kind of pursuit for people, right? To say like, right. hey, I, I think I could be a YouTuber. I have something you know, to right. offer. Right. Yeah. And on the monetization point, it's a really interesting and, and timely comment because not only are there plenty of people that are doing creator work without the long-term aspirations to move full-time and in some ways tools do, like the improvement of tools has made it easier to both go the full-time route and go the part-time route. Cause like if you only have two hours a week to go part-time mm -hmm. and the job used to take five hours, you can now do it. And if you want to go full-time, you know, the beauty and the power of the creator space being the, being the leverage that an individual has, that's also more true than ever. And on the monetization piece to bring, to bring it back really interesting because monetization until you know, a year ago, usually most people would think of either ads or sponsorships, which are another form of ads, maybe subscriptions. We saw subscriptions rise in the last year and a half, two years. And now we're seeing like the cutting edge be this crazy crypto space tokenization. Okay. So you have uh, the created economy show with, mm -hmm. with, uh, with Ken, is it Ken mm -hmm. Young? Yep. Uh, I've been tuning in. So you started with once a week. Now you have two different, two separate shows. Um, yeah. there that's, uh, Friday at 8 AM PT and Wednesday at 2 PM PT, the two different versions yeah. to plug it here. There's a real mix of just kind of like news commentary. And then there's like really high quality produced stuff. And I know you guys are uh, pretty heavily investing in the show. Tell me uh, how it came about and where you guys are taking it and anything else you wanted to yeah, it, it's, um, I believe that as an entrepreneur, you should always layer your efforts and sort of maximize the value you can create for yourself. And 
the creative economy, you know, sort of came out of a few things that were going on. Um, you know, Ken is one of my best friends. We live in separate states now. And so I just wanted a way to have a project to work on with him again anyway. Love it. And he's formerly a journalist as well. Um, I pinged him like one day on a Saturday and I was like, hey, do you want to do a show with me on the creator economy? And he was like, okay. And so like Wednesday we did our first <laughs> show. Part of it is that um, I'm constantly ingesting and reading and seeing so much of the news anyway, as part of like my own research, my own edification about the industry we're in, that we're less about the news and more about the analysis, right? Our take on it is almost more like either as analysts or as like entrepreneurs in the space, trying to provide a perspective to creators and builders, as we call them, basically, that like folks like us who are building yeah. tools in the ecosystem. Because I think oftentimes it's great to get like a reporter's point of view, but those reporters often don't know jack about our right. space, right? Like, they know like the stuff that gets clicks, but they don't get like the nuance of like, you know, get classic example of how all this like, you know, blaming and victimology around like platforms. And like, my, meanwhile, there's folks like us building a new generation of platforms getting lumped mm -hmm. in with the old generation of platforms and without any, you know, sort of like fidelity between the two of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our Wednesday show is an interview show it's called The Created Economy. And it's actually it's more about interviewing creators and builders to deep dive into like their experience and how they're perceiving what's happening as this world is growing and evolving around us. Because uh, I do believe that every founder has a unique point of view. So they're bringing that insight into the features and the capabilities and, and everything that they, they put out into the world. And the same thing for the creators, right? The goal there is in talking to creators is to try to give builders a sense of how, like what their take on the space is, right? What do you think about this? Or what do you try totally. to optimize for? And so a little bit of that opportunity, I'm a product person at heart. I look at them as like live product sessions on Wednesdays, like, like we're talking and then I'm sort of poking at the, the edges or sometimes we're brainstorming with, you know, our guests. I'm like, Hey, it'd be cool if you could do this. And, you know, so not traditional journalism, I think like where we're trying to be objective, we're trying to be opinionated and offer like point of view. And then even on Fridays, when we do our news show, you know, we provide the news, but the, the important part to me is sort of the context around that news. So it's like, great, Spotify's doing this, but then it's like connecting the dots back sometimes to other stories going on. And sometimes they're like the bigger themes that we think creators or builders are looking about. Super cool. Super oh, cool. Oh, no, I forgot. The last reason of course, is that, um, I'm building a live streaming platform. And so I needed to start streaming again. And so I, I was like, well. What better way than to start doing the show again? <laughs> and so we started doing the creative economy because I needed a show anyway that I could live. I used to, I've been live streaming previously, but over the course of the last year, I spent a lot of time on Clubhouse, um, right. audio only streaming. But Zealous is really designed for video, and I'd rather do video anyway. So yeah, for sure. I think that's what we call eating your own dog food. Absolutely. How, how's the dog food tasting? How's how are things coming along? I know you're rolling out the a new uh, portion of the product around payments, Zealous Meat. If I got that right. Yeah. So it, it's been good. You know, when we launched the product in January, um, we launched our first product, which is called Zealous Spaces, and basically. It's like a Lincoln bio tool, but for live creators, right? And so the premise of that tool is you've got building blocks. You can put together a page. You can manage a schedule of all your like live streams and opportunities, capture questions, ideate with your fans, et cetera, right? So we provided like a Lincoln bio tool. We had a, you know, a good pickup, a lot of signups, 
Uh, a lot of that was originally around the, the Clubhouse universe. Mm -hmm. Then we started working on our second product, which was the Zealous Studio, which is a, the best way to think about it is maybe like, say, a StreamYard or a Restream. It's a yeah. web-based environment, kind of like a Riverside that we're using right now, for example. But mm -hmm. what it allows you to do is produce from any device a live stream that can be syndicated out to Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, any RTMP endpoint, basically. Right. What, um, what was that? RT? RTMP. RTMP. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. RTMP is I'm just the underlying protocol that. that all live streaming basically leverages, right? So Got um, it. if you're streaming to any service, basically, it's an RTMP destination. Like I'm trying to think of an analogy here. Um, for, for getting podcasts out into the world, you would use an RSS feed, which is typically public. Yeah. And then the, the feed that you're describing is for video. And is, is it private or is it public? You, is it is it the it's connective public, tissue um, between platforms? Yeah, it's it's a little different than RSS because RSS is uh, basically a pointer to a file, right? Right. And then you download that file. Got uh, it. With an RTMP server, basically you aggregate the video, uh, the full yeah. production basically, and you push pixels to the RTMP server. So like when you stream, um, if you ever go live anywhere, you'll see like there's usually like a one or two second delay. It's actually connecting to that server, opens a connection between your device, that device, and then it starts pushing whatever data yeah. you're going to push to it. Yeah. The like mental barrier I'm finding for many creators, mental barrier of adding just one more platform is freaking it is crazy. A lot. I trust like, me, I suffer it every week also. <laughs> yeah, I know I know you you you've I've I've uh sort of noticed uh watching from a distance that you've got things set up nicely to to automate some of the that uh that work but um you know when we think about the added mental barrier of adding new platforms not just on the distribution side uh when you think about the like the big side, yeah, the, the big the socials funnel, but the marketing right? Awareness, size. engagement yeah there's so many pieces the, um, those 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 pixels uh, are sort of heavy to put. Just run marketing. Just run social media for your own company if you're a founder, and you will see yeah. just how um, challenging it is. Um, but yeah, but just to wrap up with Zealous, um, the studio was the second product we worked on. Uh, it's it's like a, a live environment for streaming. So much like if you go live on Facebook or something like that from the browser, like we have a studio. It basically allows you to compose, layout, et cetera. Uh, we use a different tool. I use StreamYard actually to do our creative economy show, but the goal is to switch it all to Zealous. Um, cool. Afterwards. The second part of Zealous though Studio is actually um, something that's more akin to Clubhouse. The founding premise of Zealous is to find your most passionate fans and then do more things with them. So I recall Zealous, right? And um, the idea of the, a much like a Clubhouse environment or a Twitter space environment where you can see people in the audience you can actually bring anyone on stream with you in the studio, right? So anyone you can see, you can bring into the stream at, at any moment, right? Amazing. Like sort of pulling them up on stage. You can pull them up on stage. Example. You can pull anyone on stage. Um, and this is one of the truly unique um, value props. Like it's a video clubhouse to some degree, right? The yeah. idea is that you can bring anyone on stage with you that you see in the audience. And so if you start live streaming out to YouTube, you reach your two, three million subs, you can share a code with them or a link and they can all pop over to this environment and basically join you in that stream. And so we, we describe it as like community streaming, like streaming with your fans as opposing to, as opposed out to them. I'm thinking yeah. of, um, like one of the, one of the coolest things that I, uh, remember seeing last year or the year before that was how some of the Twitch streamers were using pinned comments. I forget what the product name is giving the audience some skin in the game where, mm -hmm. you know, for payment, they can get their stuff up on the 
up on the board. So the last part of Zealous is actually that Twitch part. So like we describe it. it as like a hybrid between like Twitch, Clubhouse, and like Patreon, because the the last part of our ecosystem is going to be of the studio part will be actually the graphics and the overlays to recognize and acknowledge your true fans that show up. It'll automatically say like, oh, hey, Jesse just arrived on screen and you don't have to do anything because it knows that Jesse's a subscriber on YouTube. And so now, um, because you're not, uh, because you're a member, like you're a paying subscriber, yeah. say, right. Like you, you'll get yeah. recognition automatically or you're a tier three sub on Twitch. It'll do that kind of banner for you automatically as well. Awesome. That's really exciting, man. I know that I know the, the platform is, uh, from what I can tell sort of general use, but are there any particular creator types or segments that mm. you see this thing working really well for? It's a good, it's a good question. So I, I think it, it is very horizontal. Um, that doesn't mean we're starting completely that way. As you mentioned, Zealous Meet is actually like our new product. We're starting with like basically the idea of doing meeting greets or virtual mm-hmm. meeting greets, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, for example, VidCon just got canceled. Mm-hmm. It was one of the bigger opportunities for creators to connect with their fans in person. Uh, but, you know, you've got a global audience anyway. Not everyone can make it to a VidCon. So with Zealous Meet, what we actually can do is host like paid events where a fan can actually pay either to come to the event or they can pay for what we call meet tokens. Yeah. So those meet tokens actually can enable them to buy like a one-on-one stream with you or to buy like, say like a group stream, right? So they could get on stage one-on-one for a minute and then meet manages sort of the time for you and everything like that. And so moves people through the, the, the process. If you've got a large enough following where that kind of fandom exists, that's kind of like where we're aiming, I think, initially. I don't know if you've seen these stats, but something like 25% of creators live stream like daily. So there's a pretty massive uptake. Yeah. Like I think it's like something like 50% live stream once a week and like 25% of them or 20% of them or so do it to make money. Right. So the interesting thing is that, um, so we're tending to opt for the people who are already live streaming as opposed to trying to convince people to start live streaming. Uh, right. Because they've, they're already familiar with the process and sort of all the other bits and pieces. But a lot of the monetization tools that you hear about, they actually only exist when live today. So, for example, um, this is new now. YouTube just changed this, but they used to only have like super chats and stickers while you were live streaming. Right. Facebook only has stars while you're live, right? Right, right. Um, so a lot of these tools, actually, the those kinds of engagements um, only exist in the live environment, not actually in the static environment, YouTube finally added tipping basically for static content now also, but we're focused on larger size creators for now. Uh, it works for everybody at any size, obviously. And I'm, I'm totally support the idea of a smaller creator using the tool, but I think it's really a function of, do I want to connect with, um, you know, how closely do I want to connect with my fans? Is there an yeah. appetite for that connection? Um, currently, Right. I don't think verticals matter per se, because like what we're really selling is like closeness. I had a, I had a clarification on the concept of being able to pre-purchase tokens. The place that my brain went is like, this would be really useful in a case where a creator had some sort of like finite quantity of attention or time. Like yeah. if I was a lawn care expert, you know, and I had uh, 3 million followers on YouTube and I wanted to get 10 minutes of live streaming and mm-hmm. offer 30 seconds of advice to 20 of my fans that I can sell, sell that time with the fans, but know who's going, who's going to show up ahead of time, essentially. Is it like the, yeah. the knowledge of who's purchased? Some of it is just like <clears throat> resource planning, right? So 
let's say you're selling one-on-one sessions and they're a minute yeah. long, you can't, you like, we allow you to specify a quantity, for example. So you, you can't do, if you only have an hour, you can only do 60 of those, assuming everything goes well. A creator needs to understand how much time they need to put aside for this. And, and by the way, we support like the norm. You've seen it in our After Dark, which is our after show, which we do run on Zealous. That's an open-ended environment. And you can bring yeah, up anybody yeah. you want. You don't have yeah. to pre-materialize sort of these, these, these sort of uh, tokens. If you do decide to do that, however, then you're more committing to putting a certain amount of time in to make, make sure you meet everybody or talk to everybody or whatever it may be. Okay. So I'm interested in your guys' choice of the word token for the platform. Crypto, Web3, all this stuff that's at the forefront of our minds, tokens are more and more associated with crypto. Mm-hmm. Is there anything crypto-based here or no, is it? not yet. Got it. There could, there could be. I don't know if we're going to formally use that word yet either. We use it to distinguish though, because you can have a meet and greet that you charge a fee for, which is like, can I even come to the event? Yeah. Right. So say you want to charge 10 bucks for that. Then you might choose what kind of engagement you want to have at the event, right? So it might be like, I would like to be part of a group session, or I'd like to be part of a one-on-one. If you're a parent, you're bringing your kids because you want to be, you want them to have a chance to talk to one of their favorite creators. Maybe you're going to buy a one-on-one session. So they get like that two, three minutes of fame to be able to, yeah. to say something high, you know, say hi and hello and, and whatnot. By the way, all of this can be happening either privately or while syndicated out live to your entire audience, right? So just like running a real event, you know, you may run an event and then everyone gets a chance to come up and say hi. You may run an event where, you know, there's a small private VIP part, et cetera. So th- we're sort of recreating some of those dynamics for the creator. But here's the thing. When you look at monetization, um, if you think about the traditional world, like today, where we have like a Patreon or something like that, Patreon is actually a lot of work for a creator to maintain and carry for their supporters, right? So you get that one paying customer and suddenly they bought like this one benefit where it's like, okay, great. You need to send like uh, this custom digital file or whatever it's going to be. You have to actually go produce that thing. If you actually go look at some of the top tier packages that people offer, though, what do they include in their most, um, you know, highest tier a group session, a one on one call or something like that. And so we just took that part off and we said, hey, why don't you just go live all the time? Right. And that's the perk. And our goal ultimately is to be sort of like the Patreon for your live content. And instead of being on the hook to have to write custom posts, make custom videos, et cetera, you just get to come to this one event on Fridays and hang out with me and we chat and we talk. I love this future. I think it's incredible. I mean, if you think about the very limited ways that creators and anyone with an audience could capitalize on their talents, you know, five, 10 years ago, there's a very short list. Okay, so real quick, tell yeah. us about the AMA coin. I'm a new owner as of this morning of, of, a, <laughs> of a couple uh, of a couple of these tokens that are sort of tied to your brand, sort of tied to the created economy show. Uh, give yeah. us the thirty seconds. So AMA is a um, a social token minted by Rally. I was Rally. one of the early creators, you know, that that got into that platform. My coin is called the AMA because the original product for Zealous was an AMA thing. We believe that questions are sort of like the currency of the entire internet. I was issued this coin, but I wasn't sure what to do with it originally. I decided it was like, hey, why don't we integrate it into our show? And so the Create Economy, we now offer you like the opportunity to say like, if you want your startup to like get a shout out, you can buy five AMA and send it to us. And basically maybe we'll mention you, like you'll get a link or you'll get a screen. You got, I think, a highlight. 
So yeah. you get to send us a video for a minute and we'll play it during our show. We're probably going to add some other things into it as well. Probably like a review. Like, so if you want us to put our eyeballs on your business, Sweet. Um, we might do it live and feedback, stuff like, like that. feedback basically. Yeah. Cool. The goal with uh, these social tokens though, and private advice for creators is I view them as a, a reflection of the strength of the community more so than like as currency, right? Right. We're obviously not like really trying to monetize. This right. is more about participating in the community that by holding it, you're showing interest and dedication to the community and also sort of some sense of value that's being created by the community itself. Love it. Yeah. There's definitely a feeling like, and I can speak to it because of my purchase this morning. It's like of just like slightly more connection than you had before. Right. The other thing that I noticed that I wonder, um, you know, how creators can potentially leverage this is the separation between the purchase of the coin and then the like use of it. Mm -hmm. So for the listeners, my experience this morning, I picked up this AMA coin. I then had several choices. I could hold it or I could spend it on you know, a plug for, for high beam, which we're going to do in a couple of weeks on the show, instead of just going and immediately seeing a price tag on something and making that purchase, I made the purchase first and it almost was like easier than like, <laughs> if I had to choose what thing to buy and it separated right. me from the burden. Now, in my case, as you know, 30 seconds later, I made <laughs> my purchase, but there was a cool feeling of that I had gotten credit for something and yeah. I didn't need to make the decision. When I think the, you know, the interesting thing, like for example, the way we're doing it and the way that many of the creators on, on rally are doing it is we do drops. We give away, like I give away tons of the coins. We, th we thank our guests for coming on the show with coins. I think like, honestly, if it was to, up to me, I would almost separate out the dollars out of the rally ecosystem because the dollars attract investor types as opposed to mm. pa impassioned people. The recommendation I, for me, at least, is is use it as a means, uh, as a heat map for the people who find you the most valuable. You can look at that, the holdings that they have, if they buy them, you can grant them, you can gift them, you can do all kinds of interesting things with them. And that's why I think the gating is more interesting than the purchases, right? You know, ultimately, we're all still exploring this. It's early, but we are trying to find ways to make that possible. Super awesome, man. I'm excited for this future. It feels very... It feels very unknown and uh, certainly a bit speculative at this point, but the the, the utility is well, starting to emerge, good example. right? Imagine you bought a, cur a course, I'm doing a course, and I also give you 10 AMA. Right? Yep. Um, right now, AMA is like $2 per coin. So that's like me giving you 20 bucks and say you paid 100 bucks. Yeah. But what that 20 bucks gives you is access to my zealous office hours on Friday if you're holding 20 of those coins. And what it means is I have a way to remember you purchasing now. Now, if you thought like the class was garbage and you think you got no value out of it, maybe you get rid of the coins and you're like, I don't need the office hours. Like that guy doesn't know anything or you hold them or you buy more or you, you buy more and give them to your other friends who you think could benefit from being able to come to office hours. So that, I yeah. think that's the idea and the spirit of it. Yeah. It's awesome. I wanted to ask you, where can folks find you? So I'm, I'm gregarious at zealous.app. If you want to email me or shoot me a note, Zealous.app is our official site for Zealous. CreatedEconomy.com is our show, and you can find access to our show notes, transcripts. We also have Created.show, which is our Zealous space, which actually is a listing of all our upcoming events, and links to other important stuff. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It's awesome to talk to you and learn a bit about yeah. Zealous, and I hope to talk to you again soon, man. We will talk soon, I'm sure. Thanks. All right. 
that wraps this excellent episode of Creator Kit. If you like this episode, please don't forget to leave us a rating on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a huge difference to us, and it just takes a click. Creator Kit is brought to you by Highbeam, the message management solution for creators. For more creator resources, visit us at highbeamapp.com or follow us on Twitter. See you next week.